The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today we have a guest here for a reading, and I'm excited about this one because her question is a question that I know a lot of you listeners probably have as well. Heather, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Can you share a little bit about what you'd like guidance on today? Definitely. I am seeking guidance around the intuitive pull I'm having and some experiences I've been having around connecting with spiritual beings. Beautiful. And I know, and I joke about this, I don't know if I've ever joked about it on the show, but I definitely joke about it with my friends that if we put the word spirit guides in an episode title, like we get triple the downloads. <laughs> People that follow my show love spirit guides. And my other biz, we just taught a workshop, an in-person workshop on connecting with your spirit guides. I just did that on Saturday and we were overflowing with bodies and, and human beings, but some spiritual beings too, I'm sure that that wanted to come to the party. But anyway, I love this question. I know our listeners are going to love this question and I'm going to tune in first and see what I get. And then I'm going to give the floor over to you because I think that I'd love to hear about some of the experiences that you've been having so we can kind of mm -hmm. unpack those a little. Mm -hmm. But the first thing that I, I got when I tuned into your energy, Heather, is that you are, you're a thinker. You're a thinker. <laughs> you're someone who is used to leading with your brain and leading with your mind. And you are, if I'm reading you correctly, and remember, you are the one who knows you better than anyone. But if I'm reading you correctly, it feels that you are, you're a very strong-minded person, meaning if you put your mind to something, it's going to happen. It's mm -hmm. going to happen. And there's sort of a force about you that I think is really, really lovely. You're very, very focused. Mm -hmm. And again, when when you want something, when you're thinking about something, when you're doing something, there's a, there's a force of will that comes through your mind that's pretty remarkable. When we connect with our intuition, however, and your guides are telling me, first of all, so I'll listen to them more than my brain. <laughs> They're telling me, look, they know how to work with you. They know how to work with you. They know how your mind works and they work with it okay. And what they would like you to do, which is what I was going to tell you, so thank you, Heather's guides, is you know, it's important to learn to soften a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Because when we have an idea of how something is supposed to be, it blocks us. It always blocks us because our idea of how something is supposed to be takes us right out of the now. And the now is the only place that anything is really happening. But more importantly than now, that space of not knowing, that space of pure potentiality, the void, whatever you want to call it, the space, that's where all of the goodness comes from. Mm -hmm. So Eckhart Tolle may say like the space between thoughts. A lot of meditators would say the space between thoughts. <laughs> That's where it all comes from. And so your guides in particular are very good at using your mental stream and helping you focus and direct your mental stream. And they say they've been doing this since you were a child. And most of the things that you've accomplished because you are pretty much of a powerhouse has to do with they know how to work with you and directing your mental stream. Does that resonate with you? Because I've never told anyone that before. Yes, it does actually. Okay. It definitely does. Mm -hmm. So that that isn't a problem at all. And so when you are creating things. Yeah. You know, they're working with you and you guys have a rhythm and a flow and it's beautiful and you get into it and they're very good at helping you direct your mental stream. And and by the way, I'm going to just say you can use that too. So you could use that same kind of flow that you've created 
You could do mm-hmm. some automatic writing. You could do some kinds of creation where you create something and that gives you the answer to your question as well. Mm-hmm. When you're looking for guidance, they say, you know, then you kind of throw up your hands and you don't always know what to do because it's just a different process. Because when you're receiving without doing, that's where you kind of get lost. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think I have maybe a more difficult time knowing what to do with that guidance, even though I feel like I am often kind of like hearing it or seeing it more. Okay. I'm feeling it. It's kind of like, okay, well, I know it's there. I know that's what you're trying to tell me to do, but how am I supposed to do that? Or where should I go with it? And so then that thinking mind comes in. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that question. So I'm sure a lot of people have had that one as well. All right. Give me a specific, and it's okay if it's your work. I told her she can't talk about her work because... (laughs) Everyone that I recruit to be on this show wants to answer work questions. And I feel, dear listeners, like that gets boring for you after a while. But in the service of this other question, Mm -hmm. if your question is work-related, it is okay. I'm also curious about what you do. So we're flexible here. You have a sense that they're giving you some guidance to do something, but you don't know how to implement. Yes. Either I don't know how or I'm still afraid. (laughs) Okay. Well, those are two very different things. I'll give you an answer to those before you give me an example, and then we'll unpack the example because they're giving me an answer. Okay. First of all, if you're afraid, be kind to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we we have an impulse, you know, an intuitive impulse, an intuitive nudge. I like the word nudge better because impulse is, is sort of a different thing, but you have that intuitive nudge or that intuitive pull and you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it will keep coming and life will keep guiding you there. And also when you first get the nudge, they say, and you first listen to it and you know it's right, you've reinforced it. And even if you mm-hmm. don't act on it, you've kind of agreed to it. Mm. So in your case particular, you've kind of already agreed to it. So it's not so much about like if, but when, okay? Mm. It's in the works and it's just a matter of you getting yourself ready for it. And, you know, sometimes too, we get those nudges and those pulls years before we're really ready to make change. I talk about this all the time on the show about my move. Um, I moved Mm. cross country about, it's going to be two years ago in June. And I was hearing the the guidance that it was coming for years before. And I would check in and I'd be like, is it time now? And they'd be like, nope. But it was getting me ready because I think that if I had really just made the decision when I made the decision, which was in the summer of 2020 to move cross country and uproot my life, if I hadn't had those years of whispers telling me it was coming, I don't think I would have done it. Yeah. So they want me to give that example to you to understand that, you know, you're a doer. So you mm. probably hear something and you're like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Sometimes if there's no answer, it's just 411. It's just information. Relax. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So this actually brought me right into the thought I'm having, which is just around an example. It does have to do with work. Whatever you want to share is good. It just ties into kind of what how you're describing this. You're being prepared for maybe a much longer time frame than you might initially think. So I, several months ago, journaled and asked my guides for a very, very specific sign in my life to sort of signal to me, this is your time to make this jump in your career. And I thought it was so out there in asking for this specific thing that like, it perhaps would never occur. So in journaling, I had written and then began asking through meditation for the specific sign of an abundance of cherries. And I kept like laughing at myself about it. I was like, where are you going to walk in and see like a buffet of cherries or something? So I reminded myself, well, maybe it won't come in that form of 
the actual food, a cherry. It could be many different ways. So just keep your mind open. So months had gone by and it was there in the back of my mind, but I wasn't necessarily asking anymore. And I had an experience a couple of weeks ago where I was at a nine-day certification program in the outdoors. And at one point, four days in, essentially through conversation with an expert that came in about trees, I realized I had been sitting in a forest. I was surrounded by red cherry trees. And I just sat there and I thought, oh my gosh, like there it is. And so there was this moment of you're delivering literally what I have asked. And then at the same time, what does that really look like? Where, where am I going? Right. So yeah, that's, that's the most recent situation for me where it's like, thank you, first of all, for showing me this. And also I need to get out of my head. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love that example. I think that's beautiful. I also think that means that you're hearing your guidance very, very well. But you're asking for a sign, I believe, Heather, because you have an idea of what you want, Mm -hmm. right? What was the question that you asked for a sign for? To essentially kind of signal to me, like, this is the time for you to make this jump in your career. Got it. Which feels to me like a very big one, but... Yes, absolutely. And so the question is, I got the sign that, yeah, I'm supposed to make the jump, but now I don't know how to make the jump. Right. (laughs) I mean, this transition for me would be a really big change in terms of income for my family, which I'm supporting. Right. And so there's like, you know, the the moment of I'm being told here, here it is. This is it. Oh my gosh, you've given me exactly what I asked. Okay, let me navigate here. And you were given that at a work training. At a work training that would apply to the new of course. <laughs> yeah, we needed to get that that little piece of it. So so that's double validation. Oh, I just got <laughs> tingles. Double validation. So here I do this new thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I really want to do, that I really feel called to do. I ask for a sign that it's the right thing. And I got, you know, and I keep getting, you know, cherries. You know what I think is the slot machine, you know, ding, 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 <laughs> ding, the three yes. cherries in a row. <laughs> The jackpot. <laughs> you got the jackpot. And so you're afraid. And that's normal. And that's even a deeper question. It's not a question about hearing your spirit at all. Because mm. it seems like you heard it just fine. Mm-hmm. It's a question about trusting and learning to trust and learning to trust yourself too, to listen and to navigate and to follow. Mm. And you know, the first thing that I would say on that is be gentle, be kind. Again, for me, it feels like <laughs> the slot machine, the money is flowing. It's flowing all over the floor. Like it's already happened. And it's just about you taking that step back and figuring out how you're going to make it flow. Mm. I sometimes use the image, you know, the toothpaste is already out of the toothpaste tube. You know, you can't get it back. Yours is about a third to halfway out. Mm-hmm. Right. So you still have some toothpaste in there to work with and to play with, but like you've squeezed a bunch out. So, you know, your time in the toothpaste tube is limited. <laughs> and I feel that you kind of know that. Mm-hmm. So, so your question is really more around, I don't even think it's around how, honestly, Heather, I think you know how, mm. you know what you want to do, you know what the steps are. I think you don't know how you're going to support your family perhaps, and you don't know how you're going to move the pieces around. So we can, we can talk about that for sure. But I think it's more just about that fear of listening and how am I going to make this happen? And how am I going to do the thing that I really want to do? where all the signs are aligned that it's the right thing to do, but how am I going to make that leap? What your guides want you to know first and foremost, and we're going back to the initial question too, because I think it's a good one. 
But what they want you to know first and foremost is that you hear them clearly much of the time. And you are accurate when you say that, you know, what blocks them is when you're afraid, when you're not sure, or when you're overthinking. And that's true for everybody, right? When we get a nudge, when we get an intuitive hit, when we get a pull in a certain direction, and then we start thinking about it too much. In those moments, we can't hear. We just can't mm. hear. And that's okay. That's okay. Your mind is just very loud and, and let your mind do what it's going to do. It's reacting to um, being stirred up a little bit, right? It's like, they're giving me the image of this. It's like muddy water, right? Mm. But it's in a cup. So don't drink it. Maybe it's chocolate milk or something. I don't know with powder in it. But, you know, as you pour in more water into there, like you're pouring in fresh, beautiful water, but everything gets stirred up before it settles down. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's how the mind is. Yeah. Right now, when you pour in some new information and some new, clear, fresh, pure water into that muddy mix, for a minute, it seems a little more muddy right? But it's going to settle down. Yeah, that makes sense. And there's a beautiful image too. The more clear water you pull into it, eventually all the muddy stuff goes away, right? And then you just get clear water. Mm -hmm. So we don't focus on the mud. We just keep putting in more inspiration and eventually the mud takes care of itself. So that's why they gave me the muddy water example. So does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So again, when it's stirred up, the mind is doing what the mind is going to do. Mm -hmm. And in those moments, we take a step back. We just take a step back and we wait for the mind to settle again. And it always does. Mm -hmm. It always does. And we start to learn to ride those pauses, right? And that's when we hear inspiration. The other thing that you have to let go of, and this is a really hard thing when you're following the nudges and whispers of your soul and your guidance. And by the way, your guides really want you to know they're an extension of you. You know, we don't talk about this so much on the show, but our spirit guides, they are individuated beings to some extent, just like we are, but they're also a little piece of ourselves because we're all connected. So we mm. never want to give our power away to our spirit guides. They're working with us. They're part of the conglomerate whole that is navigating us through this human experience, okay? So you could think about it as you're a team and you're just the one with your feet on the ground, right? But you're all part of one thing, okay? And they want you to know that because it takes some pressure off of you. It puts some pressure on you because you know you're the one who's got to do it all. But it also makes you realize that you're all part of this together. Does that make sense? And I feel like that would be comforting for you. That makes sense completely. Yeah, for sure. Right. And it also gets us out of this mind of, you know, kind of throwing our hands up in the air and saying, guide, show me every piece of the puzzle. Do it all for me because you're part of a team. Yeah. They're doing their part, but your part is to be the hands and the feet and the eyeballs that are on the ground. And that's a really important part, but it's a different part. And they say there's things they can't tell you what to do because they're not, they're not on the ground. Mm-hmm. So how are they going to tell you? Like, you're the one who's smelling the smells and seeing the things and feeling the feels. So you have to be able to respond to that. They can guide you and look, they're laughing. They're like, we can kind of feel what you're feeling too because we got that gift. <laughs> but we, you know what I mean? So they check into that for sure. Like we can see when you are in fear, but we can't experience it with you. And that's the important part. You're the one on the ground doing that. It's sacred work. Mm -hmm. It's really important work. And then that's your contribution to the team. So the more that you can be present with what's going on in your human space, the better, mm -hmm. because that's part of the equation too. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And actually, that was the perfect example to give me. Yay! <laughs> because you started with you're like, essentially, I'm a doer, I have this force. And so thinking of it that way is I have a team around me with me. I'm part of that team. And I'm just the one with the feet moving is motivating to me as well. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that resonates for sure. 
Yay. I liked that image too. I'm going to be folding that one over for future moments. <laughs> and look, I'm seeing too, you have a very strong creative and generative force and what you put your mind to usually happens, but you have a lot of fear about leaving the structure, the security of whatever job you're doing now. And they're saying you can continue the way that you're doing it. It's sort of like you unplug gradually you're obviously very visual because every image I get is visual. Mm -hmm. I see like a board with all these little plugs. So maybe like the old time operator, you know, uh, phone thingy-majiggles from the 50s, right? And you're just pulling them out one at a time. Mm -hmm. Little by little, you're starting to just disengage from that board and taking your energy out of this job that you have now, right? And you're starting to plug it in somewhere else in different places. Yes. But they're saying like, you'll know when you're ready to jump and you'll know when you're ready to jump. You will not probably be at the exact same income level or security level that you have now when you jump. Mm -hmm. But when you make that final leap, you'll know that you can do it. And you don't have that information now. Right. So you don't have to make the leap all at once. And the only thing to be aware of, you know, is just watching the balance because at a certain point, the balance of the energy that you're putting into your current job will hold you back from the next things, but you're not even nearly there yet because you're just feeling your way and creating the structure over there. Like you're not ready to leap. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like, I don't know if you were like building a new city or a new town or something like that. And you're maybe you're somewhat nomadic, right? You're staying in one campsite as you go and you start to build mm -hmm. the other village, right? But if at a certain point that village is almost fully completed and you're not there, you know, then other settlers could come and take your spot. I mean, at a certain right. point, you know, and the crops that you planted, like at a certain point, you got to be there to water them. And that's when you pick up your tent stakes and you say, okay, we're going to leave this valley and fully go to the other one. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yes. Yeah. But you're not there yet. You're just not there yet. And you don't need to be there yet. You'll know when you're there. You're closer than you think, mm -hmm. but you're not there. And in the meantime, keep watching the signs and keep taking those forward actions and those forward momentum. And rather than telling yourself what you're not doing right now is holding you back, <laughs> focus on what you are doing on both sides of the equation so that you're just gradually moving your pegs from one side to the other. Mm. Okay? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Does that help? It does. Now, you guys want to go back to your first question, which is around how do you hear them more? How do you follow them more? And recently... I taught this class about how our guides are always kind. And then recently they've been coming through and saying things that I wouldn't think they were going to say, but I know they mean this lovingly. They say you sometimes tend to be a little pigheaded and they mean that lovingly mm -hmm. sure, because they love us. They don't judge us, but that's the language that they are using, my sweet friend. And they're saying, so sometimes you do perseverate, you get stuck and you're like, this is how it has to be. Mm -hmm. And when you get that way, they're, they're very patient with you. They're very patient with you, but you get like that sometimes. You get like that around a lot of things. So be aware when you're kind of stuck like that. You get that way a little bit with your children too. Like sometimes it's just like, <laughs> like mom wants it this way. And the kids are like, why does mom want it this way? And your kids will do mostly what you want to do. Some of them will, some of them won't. But like <laughs> they say she wants it how she wants it. But sometimes they don't know why she wants it that way. She doesn't even know why she wants it that way. I don't even know way. sometimes. But, yeah. right? but she has this idea it has to be this way. And then like it gives her comfort to know it's going to be the way she wants it to be. Mm -hmm. And that comes from childhood conditioning. That comes from, you know, times in your life when you felt a little bit out of control and a little bit there was chaos. And the way that you mm. managed the chaos was to create just arbitrary structure that you knew you could control. Mm -hmm. And so if you know that I can control the way the shoes are lined up in the entryway, 
You know, I'm going to do that because it makes me feel, it gives me some safety. And sure, there's no logical reason why they have to be lined up this way and not that way. But when I see them that way, I feel good. I feel like I'm in control. Yeah. That's what it serves for you. But understand too, you're not in control at all in the bigger sense. Right. And the chaos in the world, you got this. You got this. I, I understand that you had some chaotic experiences coming up, but look how well you're doing and how many things that you navigate. The chaos in the world will not overwhelm you anymore. You are a powerhouse. And you are super organized and you are super, like you get stuff done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now it's ready to let go of some of that fear and kind of go a little bit more with the flow. And when we go a little bit deeper with the flow, that's when magical things happen. I was thinking about when I was making my tea this morning, how since the time I've done this podcast, my guides have been encouraging me more and more to speak without any plan. And People think that I'm like just this great right brain winging it person, but that really was not who I was. I'm very right brained, but I was, mm. was someone who, you know, I wouldn't give a talk that I didn't practice like six times. So for me to just like record a podcast episode without having any idea what I'm going to talk about until I hit record, at first that was horrifying. And now I'm in the flow, right? And it really works for me. Mm -hmm. But now I'm bringing it back together. And, and listeners know that a lot of times now I do have notes. And I've been invited to do a lot of speaking as of late and a lot of teaching um, in places where I do have a lot of notes. And I am practicing for various reasons. Like I gave a talk last week that I had to give a you know a 90-minute talk in 20 minutes. Mm. So I practiced yeah. because I hadn't given this particular talk. And I wanted to make sure that I could do it kind of in my sleep. Mm -hmm. Not with the rote points though, right? Not with the shoes lined up in a particular way, but sort of knowing that I know how to get the shoes where they need to go. And then I can surrender. And then I can let spirit work through me because the structure is in place. Mm -hmm. And you see, that's, oh, you felt that. And that's a little bit of a different thing where you understand I have this loose structure in place. And, you know, some of that structure is to give me comfort and some of that structure is to give my audience comfort. And some of that structure is to give the guides a little, you know, container to pour the goodness through. Because mm -hmm. um, sometimes if it's too diffuse, they say they always know what to do, but they say sometimes if it's too diffuse, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right? You know, but we also tacitly agree too. you know, the container helps set an intention, right? So they want you to kind of start to see it that way too. start to understand that you have a need to control that comes from fear. And again, I just see you lining things up, you know, even as a kid, making all of your letters really clean and really straight, you know, when you gave them to the teacher and it was in part for validation, but in part to control a sense of chaos that you had in your life. Mm -hmm. And you wanted to control what you could control because there were things that you could control and knowing that you could control what you could control gave you peace. It gave you joy and there's nothing wrong with it. And you created some beautiful structures because of it. And part of the reason why you are such a strong focuser and a strong creator is because you pulled yourself up and you learned how to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yep. Ah, but the fear part, it's got to go. It's not relevant anymore. Like you may be a single mom or you may be the primary breadwinner. I don't know your whole story, but you've got this. You've always had this. You know, there might've been some moments of panic and some moments of fear, but all in all, you got this locked down, correct? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. see any, you know, it's, it's a tight ship and it runs very smoothly. Mm -hmm. And so now it's, you know, about letting the ship just, you know, float a little bit, be at sea. And you can do all the same tasks, all the same chores, all the same things. But what you're learning is just let go and relax into it a little bit more. Yeah. And that's what you really came in asking, even though you didn't know it, is how do I trust in this a little bit more? How do I trust in the fact that when I ask for cherries, I go to a retreat or event and it's in a freaking cherry grove? 
You know, <laughs> how do I live a life where all of a sudden I know how supported I am, how I'm part of this bigger team, how things are working for me, how I am such a powerful creator that I could create this. So if I could create this, I could create anything. Mm. How do I start to live my life knowing that? Yeah. And that's a very different thing. And that is more akin to the truth than anything that you probably felt as a child when we all feel somewhat powerless to whatever's happening around us. And again, there's varying degrees. And often when I see childhood conditioning for people, they're like, but my childhood was perfect. No childhood oh, is perfect. No right. childhood is perfect. <laughs> and, you know, we all get dinged and bruised. And then some childhoods stray even more from perfect. But either way, there was definitely some need to control the chaos. But now you can kind of understand, you know, you, you develop that skill and you know how strong you are and how powerful you are. But now you can also understand that your power goes beyond this human experience and this human mm. ego and that your power is so great that when you plug into that, you will be unstoppable. You will be unstoppable. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. In the moments when I let go and do go with the flow, that really feels so good. And then I go back to hold on, we have to do this. Hold on. What about that? And you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm coming like in and out. I'm learning though to lean more into just let it be. <laughs> exactly. And if y'all could see her face now, your eyes are a little glassy. So that's a sign too that it resonates, that that's yeah. where you're wanting to be. Yeah. And it'll be good for your kids too, because you stress them out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> you stress them out a little bit because they're like, does mom want the shoes this way? Or... So yeah, but that's how they feel a little bit sometimes. And they're like, we don't know what her system is. And you know, it's not that you're mean yeah. or anything. It's just that they feel your stress and tension yeah. when it's not right and they want to please you. And so they don't know what to do sometimes. Yeah. And the message for them too, by the way, not that you asked, is they need to learn that they're okay as they are, right? Mm -hmm. And that they're safe. They're safe if the shoes aren't lined up just right right? Because they don't always know that because they're tapping into your level of fear about how everything has to go. I'll give you another personal example that might help. I'm not super good with time, but I'm a good rule follower up until now. So when my kids were little, I never wanted them to be late for anything. So we would always show up to school about you know, 10, 15 minutes early, which is fine, especially when they're little, because I did not ever want to be late. And I'm not good taking it up to the minute. I'm actually fine now because I learned to flow and time just kind of accommodates me rather than the other way around. But before I knew that trick, I would always need to be there early for them, you know, so we wouldn't be late. And I guess I was really stressful about it mm. because I started to notice that my kids were worried about being late in the morning, getting ready. We're going to be late. We're going to be late. And then I sort of found myself needing to reassure them that, no, sweeties, we always get to school 15 minutes early. <laughs> and then I realized I was stressing my kids out about yeah. my need to always rush them for fear of being late when I knew we were going to be early. And so I let it go. I let it mm -hmm. go. And I let them not be so afraid of being late. And, you know, our mornings went nicer and we were still usually there 15 minutes early. <laughs> so, but I didn't realize it until I saw them stressing me out <laughs> that yeah. I was stressing them out. So just yeah. know, and as you learn to flow a little bit more and know that you got this, there's certain aspects of your routine and there's certain things that you like to control because they bring you joy. I wouldn't let those go. You like things organized a certain way. You like certain colors. Like there's just things that bring you comfort and joy. And I would keep doing those things. But the question I would ask myself is, does this bring me comfort or does this cause fear? I love this because it's sort of the same balance between the job you're at now versus where you want to go. It's that balance of right now, this is bringing me more comfort. And it's letting me take that leap. So it's a good mm -hmm. comfort, right? It's giving me structure and stability that I need to move forward. Right. At a certain point, it will be holding you back. Right. 
And that's when you'll know that you have to let go. And I would say that across the board in our lives, like for Victoria, the guide say, you know, when she was holding on to that piece of paper before giving a talk, she was holding on to it too tightly. We could work through her to some extent, but she was always sort of asking us to give her all the information beforehand. And then she was going to present that. And when the now happened and there was something else that needed to happen for that group, we couldn't get in there and do that. Now she knows how to go with the flow and she knows how to throw away the script and she knows how to bounce back and forth between what she has planned and what we have planned for her. And by the way, she also understands that there are no plans Mm. and that I'm able to flow with the now while also having a structure where I need it. That's where you're going. Does that make sense? Yeah. Take me there. (laughs) Yeah. And you, you like the structure and it's your sweet spot. I prefer amorphous flow, Mm. you know, like as much as I can. I actually find that I really love that. But for you, you need a good deal of structure in your life. So it's not about getting rid of the structure. It's about seeing where it gives you comfort and is supportive and where it provokes fears and is unhelpful. Mm -hmm. And you can start to tune into that. Yeah, that's very helpful. I wrote that down because I'll remember that. Yeah. And it might change. It's again, it's in the now. You just tune into it and you'll start to discern and you'll start to say, oh, this actually feels worse than it feels good. So maybe I don't need this one. Mm -hmm. All right. There's at least one more thing that wants to come through. So I kind of want to tune into it. You hear your guides really well in your sleep. So (laughs) don't, you know, hesitate to do that, to ask for those messages before you go to bed. You also might want to start a journal or just if you're not doing that already, writing down all these amazing experiences or, you know, video recording them or whatever. Start to notice them because the more that you pay attention, you're going to see that they're pretty epic and ginormous. Mm. And then the last question that you kind of asked without asking is, I feel like you'd like to hear your guidance more, like more directly. I would love to, yes, the answer is yes. (laughs) Okay. And look, everyone's process works differently, Mm -hmm. okay? So for some people, it really is that voice in your head, the nudges, the signs, like, I don't like to give expectations of how intuition is supposed to work because then people say, like, I had a dear friend for years, came to every one of my classes. I use her all the time as this example, poor thing has worked with like every psychic, every major healer, psychic, whatever, before they came famous, Robin's like, I worked with them. I worked with them. (laughs) She's worked with, I mean, everybody. And for years, she didn't think she was intuitive. She's one of the most creative and intuitive people I know. She's brilliant. It Mm. just doesn't come to her the way it comes to me. But Mm -hmm. when she works with people, when she creates, she's super creative. She creates all these amazing programs and classes. And when she teaches, when she works with people, it works through her. And, you know, She, I remember she said, like, I realized it just, when you said it just comes out of my mouth, that is my intuition, right? Mm. So I don't like people to be limited to how they think it should be. Meaning if you're looking for a clear voice in your head to tell you something, you know, that might not be how your intuition speaks to you. That said, I'm going to tune in and get for you exactly what the guides want you to know. They say oftentimes they won't plant a thought in your brain. Okay. And you'll have a thought. You'll have a thought and you'll be like, why do I have that thought? That's such an interesting thought. Where did that thought come from? And you've learned to trust those thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That is your guidance. And a lot of us have that experience, friends that are out there listening. (laughs) Like that's a very common way to experience your intuition. Sometimes it's just a thought. They're really good at that. We did a whole episode on how our spirit guides communicate with us. So I don't remember what it's called, but we'll have it in the show notes. And it's all about how they get into our sweet little minds and implant thoughts. So it sounds scary, but it's quite lovely. Mm. And you have the discernment to know sometimes like, oh, that didn't come from me. Correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So those are the ones to fold the page over and take seriously. It feels like what you'd really like to do is have a dialogue in those moments and be able to ask right away the way I'm doing right now. Hey, guides, what do you think? Yeah. Sometimes 
there's a space, there's a lag. You have to have a little more patience. <laughs> what they're trying to teach you is patience. So they say, look, Heather, ask the question, ask the question, but then take the step back mm -hmm. and wait for the answer to come. It might come instantaneously or it might come months later and probably usually something in between. But get in the habit of asking the question and taking the step back. Because when you do that, you always get the answers and you always see them. Does that make sense? It sure does. Yes. And it's really, really, it's so helpful because the mind is much more active than our intuition is much more receptive, or I could say it's active in a different way. And we have to be in the space of not knowing with our mind in order to know with our soul. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to say that again. You have to be comfortable in the space of not knowing with your mind in order to hear your intuition. If you can't get comfortable in that space or if you're not comfortable in that space, it is much harder to receive. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so what happens is you have a question and you're like, blah, 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 blah. And the mind is so loud. The guides are like, yep, that's funny. We still hear, yep, you're still asking. You're still asking. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. More asking. Okay. Like when are you going to let us get a word in? And they can't. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's there. You, you got your answer instantaneously. It's sitting right there. You just can't receive it yet because you haven't quieted down to let it come. Or you have a strong idea about what you expect them to say. And so when the answer pops in front of your eyeballs, you can't receive it. Yeah. So that's why we get in the habit of asking the question and stepping back and asking the question and stepping back and waiting for it to come because it's in that waiting and getting comfortable in the waiting that we can receive because we've stilled our mind. We've created the space to receive. So I think if there's one thing that came through today for you and probably for listeners as well, it's that understanding that. In those moments when, you know, you're desperate for the next step, the next answer, the next is taking a step back and just waiting for it to come. It always will. Mm -hmm. okay? It may not come the way you want it to, because that's another one. You are looking for some very particular answers right now that the guides can't give you because they don't know. You don't know. It's not created yet. And I'm going to say too, because they're prompting me, you are the creator. Mm -hmm. So you have the paintbrush in your hand and it's not even like you're asking them what to paint. You're kind of like asking them what was painted. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But you haven't painted anything yet. So how can they tell you? Right. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it does actually. <laughs> yeah. And humans do that a lot. We're looking for like some 3D reality that's already done, but you haven't, you haven't painted anything yet. And you hold the paintbrush, friends. You are the creator of your own life and your guides can sometimes help you with the creation. They're not going to tell you paint left, paint right. They're not going to like, this isn't paint by numbers where they're going to tell you everything to do because that would be boring. Some of you may love paint by numbers. I personally, I find it abhorrent, but again, it's all good for, <laughs> for some of us. The paint by numbers gives us that comfort because we are craving someone to tell us what to do and we mm -hmm. need that. But also the guides say sometimes paint by numbers is a cheater's way of feeling like I don't know how to do it myself. So it's better if someone else just tells me. Right. So again, I love this example. If it brings you comfort because it lets you feel in that moment of time that something else is supporting you and making a beautiful creation, you go with the paint by numbers. But you know, a lot of times if you're doing it because you don't think you can create your own masterpiece, you can. You can and you should. And will it be as perfect as the paint by numbers? I don't know, but I promise you it'll be yours. It'll be beautiful and it will be better. Mm. But it ain't created yet. It ain't created yet. You're holding the paintbrush in your hand and they'll help you. They'll guide you. That's what they do, but they will not paint for you. And they can't tell you how it's been painted because you haven't painted it yet. Okay? Makes sense. Yes. But they're on this journey. They're excited. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And the last thing they're going to say before we wrap up 
is, you know, you know this, but I just need to say it again, whatever job that you have now that you are transitioning from, there are many tools, skills, strategy, like there's so much that you've learned and gained. You may feel like you're jumping between two very different things. I don't think they're that different, but like there's so much from what you're doing now that you're bringing to the next place. So, you know, it might feel like you're jumping off a cliff, but again, it's really more of a matter of you built this one little settlement Mm -hmm. and now you're going to like more fertile land and you're going to build something even better over there. Yes. I love that. And you're going to bring some stuff with you too, but like, you you know how to do this. You know how to do this (laughs) and you have everything that you need and it's going to be really fun. And I'm excited to see how it turns out. Thank you. I am too. (laughs) Yay. Is there anything else before we we wind this one down? Any reflections or comments? I really didn't know what to expect, but this was actually super helpful just from my own perspective on things. I am visual. So a lot of the examples you were giving were really clicking for me, especially about lining up the shoes. (laughs) Is that something you actually do or no? I don't actually line up shoes, but there's many parallels in my life to that example. So I can see like, oh yeah, there's really no need for that. (laughs) And again, don't judge it. If it brings you comfort, it's not stressing anyone out. You're allowed to do it. You just have to know when you've hit that point where that behavior has become more stressful than it's worth. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. Beautiful. Thank you very much. You are very, very welcome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I know that your story is going to resonate with so many other listeners and so many people have these questions around how to listen to life more and how to connect with their guides. So thank you for being brave and vulnerable and sharing with us today. And listeners, thank you as always for tuning in. I hope you loved this one as much as I did. And if you too want to get a reading, do know that I do offer readings, not for free. not on the podcast. Um, We're good with those for a while, but I do offer readings for people all over the world. And you can find more information about that on my website, which is victoriashawintuitive.com. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.